Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Welcome to another podcast. We're on a three-part series, and uh, we talked about credit. We talked about income, and now we're going to talk about funds to close. Those are the three things that you really have to have in order to purchase a home. Those are the three variables. So today, we're going to concentrate on sources of funds to close, and I think it's pretty interesting, and there's some good information. Again, you're talking to Didier with Didier Mortgage. And we're buying Florida. So one of the things we're going to start off is is a down payment. What is available? Well, on a down payment, you have different sources of financing. If you are VA eligible and you have your VA entitlement and served, you have what they call zero down. So on funds to close, you can actually buy a home with zero funds. Now you have closing costs, and that is also a cost to you, but if and will the realtor negotiate and get the seller to pay the closing cost. So for a VA buyer, you can actually go and give your 2000 or 1000 escrow deposit in good faith, earnest money, and go to closing and get that money back. But obviously, the first part is VA allowing 100% financing, and it allows the seller to, and the realtor to negotiate to get those closing costs paid for. So that's really the case on that one. Now we move over to FHA. FHA has 3.5% down. That's what they require. They also allow the seller to pay 6% of the closing cost. So your realtor will negotiate, get that covered. So basically 3.5% down. So in the example, on a $100,000 home, you would need $3,500. And then, of course, you'd have closing costs. And if this realtor can negotiate it, then you just have your down payment, which is kind of nice. The next thing we're going to come across is conventional financing. Conventional financing allows for 3% down or greater. But on a conventional loan, when you put less than 20% down, they allow only for 3% of closing costs to be paid by the seller. So that may not cover all your closing costs. So on a $100,000 home, you'd need $3,000. But that may not cover on the 3% seller paid, may not cover all of it. So you might need some more. But it gives you an idea. Now, I could talk about the USDA, but, you know, in the Tampa Bay area, we're kind of limited on that, unless you go up to Pasco. So really, we'll just stick with the three that I think are pretty valuable today. And also, we want to touch base about non-QM. Non-QM are those loans that fall outside the box. 
So if those loans fall outside the box, they don't fit the Fannie, Freddie, VA, conventional, you're probably looking at 10% or greater in terms of that. Now let's talk a little bit about down payment assistance. I'm really good on this one because I don't, I don't have it available, but I can give you a great example. What does it mean? A down payment assistance is where maybe there's the bond money where that they'll give you a down payment assistance. So they'll do it in forms of like a second mortgage or a second lien, which the two can combine to be greater than what the value of your home is. I'm not an advocate of it, and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, if you have no resources and this is the only way, then I say you're okay, you have to go for it. But what I notice on the first mortgage with these lenders, they jack up the interest rate on the first mortgage. So even though you get the down payment assistance, there's a lot of rules and regulations. Like I don't think you can refinance. You got to owner occupy. You really got to go through all the things that are required and you have to abide by them. And so those are the things if you have, you know, situations where you got to get out of the home, you may be on the hook for it. Yes, they have a debt forgiveness. I think after so many years, it's for gotten, I believe, on some of them. But you have to do your homework because, again, I don't provide them. I had a lady, uh, she went through the down payment assistance and, uh, you know, she went to a place and, and the listing agent called me up and said her deal went south. So I took over and basically with 3% down, which she basically had, we got the seller to pay 3% of closing cost. She's approved and I have a closing that's going to happen by the first week of November. And I'm talking to you on October 14th. So it's really pretty interesting because she couldn't qualify because they increased the rate. It was a payment she was uncomfortable with, but by putting a little skin in the game of the 3% down, she was able to make the deal happen. So, you know, you got to look at it. And I always tell you in every podcast, get a second opinion, Find out what is the best course of action and which way to go. So let's talk about these funds to close, where we're going to get them. So I, I told you about down payment assistance, but let's say you uh, have a 401k. Well, you were able to access the 401k. You pay the taxes on it, but you don't get penalized for taking the money out for purchasing a home. But I recommend that you talk to your administrator to make sure what I'm telling you is the truth with your particular plan. And so it's a great opportunity. There's nothing wrong with leveraging out a little bit. You have everything in the stock market, taking a little bit of that money out to put down on a home. Now you're having a little bit of an asset in home building, in home ownership, and you have your 401k. So if you don't have any checking savings and you don't have access, it's really a great opportunity to access your 401k for your down payment. But again, I say you need to talk to your administrator. Let's get the gift of funds from a family member. Well, yeah, if you don't have any money and you're not able to, you can get a gift from a family member, you know, brother, sister, mother, father, you know, a family member. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to paper trail it. We're going to see a copy of the check that they provide to go into your account. And then we're going to show a copy of the deposit. And then we're going to see the money leaving their account going into your account. So there is a paper trail and we're going to really follow through with that. 
And so that's what we have to have. So if you have a gift, it's totally allowable for your sources of funds to close on the home. And so that's you need to know. What else do you have? Well, hopefully, maybe you have the money in your checking. You have the money in your savings account. Maybe you have it in your stock account. Maybe you have it in your mutual funds. So you know, those are places you can access the funds for the purchase of your home. And again, we go back down to number one, the different types of in lenders that we use, not lenders, but types are vehicles, FHA, conventional, non-QM. And you know the down payment that's required. But really, funds have to be paper trailed. We want to know where the money's coming from. And that goes to seasoning, you know, your two months bank statements. We're going to look at the last two months statements. So if you've got a sale of a car, we're going to want to see the title, you know, the bill of sale, the copy of the check, the copy of the deposit. Everything has to be paper trailed. So if you're getting money from uh, underneath the ground, you're getting it from underneath your pillow, underneath your mattress, that will not work. We are not going to accept it. So we really, my recommendation is if you have those kind of funds, stick them in the bank, let them sit there for two months so that when we look at the last two months, we're not seeing stuff that we don't know about. And it's very important. These last two months statements have to be clean. If you are a salaried employee and you have deposits going every two weeks and we see it, but all of a sudden there's $4,000 showing up that you're using, that's a problem. We can't paper trail it. Well, I got it, uh, whatever. It has to be paper trailed. Funds to close, purchase of a home must be paper trailed. It doesn't matter even on the non-QM loans. They're going to want to look at the last 30-day printout to see that there's no crazy deposits put in. So it's really important. A lot of people miss the boat on that one. And I think you really just got to target to know, hey, I'm buying a home. I've got some things that I'm going to sell, but I really can't paper trail it. Not making sense. Sell it, stick it in the bank, let it sit there for a couple of months. Those are really my strong recommendations. So really when we're talking about funds to close, I think you're hearing a repetitive theme. It is paper trail. We're going to want to know. And if you do have, and I'm going back to number four on a gift of funds, remember your family member must show proof of their account, the money in their account, the money leaving their account. Sometimes what's a little bit easier, instead of having it go from the donor to your bank account to the title company, a lot of times it's just easier for us to really verify the donor's account and then they can wire the money directly to the title company and taking one step out of paperwork, which isn't such a bad idea sometimes where the donor can just send it right over there. Of course, we're going to see it leaving their account, going to the title company. And of course, that comes down to paper trailing. So those are kind of the things that we have. And it's really important to understand it. And I'm just going to do a little quiz just to make sure you guys are paying attention. Can we take any crazy deposits and, and not verify them? Right. No, you can't. And how many months am I looking for on clean 
bank statements, no funny stuff. How many months am I looking for? I need somebody out there to talk to me. I heard you. Two months. That's exactly correct. So you got to have two months that are totally clean and no funny stuff. And you know how time goes by, right? I'm 58. I was 29 yesterday. So it doesn't mind. Just hang out. Get everything positioned because I told you all the things to do, what to do with your credit. We talked about your income. And now we're talking about funds to close. And those are the three main variables in order to determine if you're going to purchase a home. So those are the things that I want to share with you. And, you know, I'm going to go back to number two about your down payment assistance. If you have no other sources, you have nothing, you are rope tied, then I say you have to go for it. And not, you know, because I, I think it's so strong to own a home, to build up equity and to have your own where you can get your deductions. So, but the thing is, it's like, if you can scrape up or get a gift, if you can take from your 401k, if you can just save up the money, I think having a little skin in the game, having some equity is really, really important because we don't know where the market's going to go. You know, everything ebbs and flows. Everything's a season. You know, rates come down, rates go up, house prices go up, house prices go down. So if you're upside down in the home and you got to get out of there, that's a problem. And I just don't think you put yourself in that situation and if, if you can avoid it. And that's why I wanted to talk about the funds to close and, and the importance of how to get to that next step in purchasing your home. I hope I've been helpful to you. You know, I'm Didier Buying Florida. And I've got a website that's www.ddamortgage.com. Now, it is being worked on right now. So I got updates. It's going to get modernized more. There's going to be a blog on there. There's going to be a spot where you can subscribe to get my podcast, to get my one-minute videos. And I really strongly recommend that you do my one-minute videos. And I talked about uh, how to build credit, which I did talk on the podcast, but there's just great content in helping you. And you might find you have a circumstance that applies to you. And by simply scrolling down, you tag it. I'm not there to talk except on a podcast. I try to keep it brief, but my videos are just one minute. So you just got to let me know if you want to be a subscriber and, and add on and be a part of it. So I really wanted to go over that with you. I did cover the three variables. And so you're better prepared in purchasing a home. And what a great opportunity uh, to purchase a home in Florida. We have 150 people, I think, coming in every day. You can see by all the traffic, everything going on. We're not, we're not people not leaving. They're coming. We're not up north with all the taxes and all the crazy stuff coming. Everyone's coming to Florida. So a great opportunity to get into a home, get with a realtor, and make that next step. So if I can help out, please let me know. I'm wishing you all a great week, and I'll have another exciting podcast next week. Not to say that it's not exactly exciting, but it's informative. And that's really what I'm supposed to do is educate you and make you a better in terms of how you can go ahead and get financing down the road. Have a great day, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit 
ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.